Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 15. Let's stand together for the reading of God's Word in prayer for the message tonight. Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 15. And he said unto them, now this is Jesus speaking, he says, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall thy cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I want to preach on a simple thought tonight. When a church gets healthy, when a church gets healthy, let's pray together. Father in heaven, God, we do love you and thank you again, Lord, for the good testimonies tonight, the good song of Zion that we've heard. Lord, I pray that you would take the ones that are here and, Lord, uh, open their hearts and their ears, their soul and their mind, Lord, to the preached word of God tonight that we may be able to understand, Lord, what you would want to relate to us tonight through the reading and the preaching of your word. God, I pray that you will draw us all closer to you tonight and help us to understand Lord, what a healthy church really is. Lord, be with us tonight. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. I want to just talk a little bit tonight about when a church gets healthy. And of course, if a church gets healthy, a church has to be sick. And I believe a sick church would probably uh, preach on its own for a little while, but I've seen some sick churches at one time, including our church. I believe it was sick. I believe it was spiritually sick at uh, one or maybe even two times of the past eight years. But God's had us well on the day of recovery. Amen. And uh, I believe we've come back uh, to a point to where we can say that we're recovering uh, recovering church uh, from uh, church sickness. Well, what could be something that would cause a church to be sick? Well, a church would, that is sick would probably have a lot of division in it. A church that would be sick is probably one that would have a lot of gossip and tail-bearing and lying in. A church that would be sick would be teachers or preachers teaching and preaching on false doctrines. That would be something that would make a church real sick. Uh, uh, a sin amongst the camp would make a church uh, real sick. And, but uh, there's some things tonight that will be evident when a church gets healthy. And if this church is healthy, number one, we'll be a beckoning church. And what I mean by a beckoning church, we'll be crying out that sinners will come to God. Uh, you know, that ought to be our number one priority as a church tonight is to see that that soul that's lost and on their way to hell without Jesus gets saved. We ought to cry out for the sinner and cry out and shed those tears that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Folks, He is still the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father. But by Him, there is no other way can't climb your way there. You can't go on daddy's coattail or mama's coattail. You have to go by the way of the precious blood, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 14 and verse 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. 
We need to get busy. You see, the lost people, they're not just going to happen to walk into your church someday and decide they want to get saved. The chances of that happening is very small. It does happen, it will happen, and does happen from time to time, but it's small. Our work needs to be outside the walls of the church, beckoning, trying to encourage in the highways and hedges for those to come and compel them to come in, that the house of God, just not to where it may be filled, but where they can receive Christ as their Savior. We need to get busy. Ezekiel thirty three eleven says, Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. I have no pleasure in it. We ought to take that stance as well. We ought to not sit around and wait for someone to die and go to hell. We ought to be their lifeline to Jesus Christ and tell them the Roman road to Calvary and tell them the road to salvation and try to get them saved. Amen. Oh, we ought to cry out for the sinner to God. We ought to be a beckoning church, and I believe we are. We're becoming a beckoning church, crying out for that sinner to come to God. But we ought to be a beautiful church as well tonight. Now, I'm not talking about just the way the building looks, and I believe we got a beautiful sanctuary. I believe this is beautiful facilities. I believe it's beautiful property, and God has given it to us, and, and thank God for it. Amen. But I said a beautiful church. I didn't say a beautiful church building. You see, when we become a healthy church, we'll be a, a beautiful church. And, you know, it's not just the, you know, they say that the beauty is only skin deep. It's what's inside that counts. That's what makes an individual beautiful. You see, when uh, people doors the, uh, dart the doors of Turning Point Church, uh, they ought to be uh, uh, greeted by beautiful people. In other words, pleasant people, good people, genuinely concerned about their soul and happy people to be glad to be here and just let them know that uh, because they're visiting with us, they can be part of our family and we can let them feel apart. Amen. Uh, a beautiful church is not that church that gripes all the time. A beautiful church is not that church that uh, uh, commits spiritual adultery and doesn't want to come to church half the time, but they're faithful unto God. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 15, it says, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Isaiah 52, 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bring good tidings, that publish peace that bringeth good tidings to good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Listen, you don't have to be a preacher to be a minister tonight. You don't have to be a preacher or a deacon to lead someone to the Lord tonight. You can do that on your own with just a very little bit of training. Actually, from the Word of God, it's as simple as ABC. Except uh, that you are a sinner. B, believe that Christ died for our sins and was resurrected from the grave. And C, confess and repent to the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is simple. When a church gets healthy, it'll be a beautiful church. It'll be a behaving church. Amen. In other words, uh, you know, I thank God that uh, most of our churches, I would suppose, have moved on from uh, times ago when they used to get mad at one another during business meetings and throw songbooks at one another. 
Thank God I have never seen that as part of the Converse Turning Point Church. I've never, ever seen that. Never had to have the police called out to the church house to take care of something because I believe that God's people ought to be able to take care of it all. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Of a haven church. A lot of times I believe people need to get the idea and quit fussing and start fasting. Amen. I'm glad to see you growing healthy. You see, the Bible tells us that we ought to behave in church. Amen. Psalm 101 in verse 2, it says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. First Timothy 3.15, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. I expect small children that haven't been brought up in church to misbehave in church. But for those that have been brought up in church, uh, they ought to know how to behave and we ought to make them behave. Amen. According to the Word of God, a healthy church is a behaving church. Amen. And uh, I'm not talking about getting up and shouting is misbehaving. If God's in it, I listen, go to it. Amen. Worship the Lord tonight. It's a behaving church, but it's a beholding church. A healthy church is a beholding church. In other words, we're going to behold the Lamb of God. That word behold means to observe. Sister Lila just gave the testimony about God touching her Sunday night after she was called up, or Sunday morning after she was called up and she was anointed and prayed for. All she was doing was beholding His work. See, I have no power in my hands. I just want to be a vessel and a servant for God, and that's it. He's the one that has all the power. We need to observe. We need to be a beholding church. We need to behold His work. Acts chapter 8 and verse 13, Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. It is okay tonight to tell others what God has done for you in your life and how He has helped you. From the, your salvation to the, to the healing of the body, to the healing of your heart, whatever it is, it's okay to testify unto God and let the world know and put the devil on notice that you do serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords and that He has helped you. Amen. We ought to behold His work. We ought to behold His body. Behold my hands and my feet, that it is myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Luke twenty four thirty nine. Folks, that body that died on Calvary's cross was 100% man, but he was 100% God. Amen. And boy, at times I just want to observe that body because it does bring me down to a place of humbleness. You know, we might gripe because we got a cold or a runny nose, or we might complain because this hurts or that hurts. What do you think Jesus Christ felt when He was on the cross of Calvary and they whipped Him and they beat Him and they pulled the flesh off of His back and then they nailed Him to an old rugged cross? How do you think He felt? Uh, listen, our, our, our complaints are very minimal. And when I start get ready to complain in this life, I just take a look back at Calvary and look at what Jesus done for me. And boy, when that happens, I don't feel so bad anymore. I want to behold His body, behold His power. John 1, 29, the next day, 
John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. You may think tonight that somebody is so rotten and so lost that they can't be saved, but I'm telling you now, the Lord Jesus Christ can save the vilest of sinners, and I behold His power because I know I was one of those sinners, lost and on my way to hell without Jesus, when He saved my poor wretched soul. Hallelujah tonight. Amen. And He saved your soul. That's power. Taking a life that was just uh, uh, completely torn apart uh, and then uh, turning around and saving you, forgiving you of your sins, calling you into the ministry, calling you to do great things for God. That's what the Lord can do. That's powerful. John 1, 36, looking upon Jesus, says He walked and said, Behold the Lamb of God. In other words, observe him and what he's done for you. Behold his works, his body, his power. Let's behold his urgency tonight. John chapter 4 and verse 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then, harvest, then cometh harvest. Behold, I lay unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. What God's trying to relate to us there is very simple. Time is short. Time is running out. The Lord Jesus is coming. And we need to get to work to see if we can, by any means possible, try our best to win souls to Christ. It's urgent. We have to take on that urgency. Listen, if you was riding down the road tonight, going to your home, and you pass a home that... uh, you see smoke coming out of the top of it and you know there's no fireplace there. And you know there's a family there and you know there's children there. Would you pass it by or would you stop and knock on the door? You see, there's people out there tonight that are dying and going to hell. Maybe we just need to stop and knock on their door. There has to be a sense of urgency. Of course, I know you've got good hearts tonight. You'd break down the window, break down the wall, whatever you have to do to get to that person where they wouldn't die in that flame. But folks, look, that's what's going to happen spiritually. If they don't get saved, they're going to die and go to the devil's hell. We need to have a sense of urgency. Observe his urgency. While we ought to behold his glory. John 17, 24, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me Be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Thank God for His glory. Amen. We're to observe His glory. We're to observe Him and behold Him on the cross. We're to behold His goodness, His mercy, and His grace. My friends, when you get healthy, you'll behold some things. You'll begin to observe some things a little bit better than what you did when your church was sick. You'll behold these things. But I believe tonight also in number five, we ought to be a believing church. Amen. What do you mean, preacher? Well, God can still do it all. Amen. We ought to believe that that individual is going to get saved. you got to believe that God's going to show up and bless us. You ought to be able to believe that God is able to do everything tonight. Matthew 9 and 28, And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord, yea, Lord. 
In other words, they believed. Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire that ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Believe. Believe. You see, how can we win people to the Lord tonight if we don't believe ourselves? How can we pray a prayer and not believe that God's going to answer it when He says, if you'll pray, believe, and come to Him and ask Him, you'll receive it. We've got to believe. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Got to be a believing church. I believe God can do everything and do all things. Amen. Boy, I thank God for Him tonight. We need to be a believing church. But we need to be a bereaving, bereaving church tonight. Weeping again over those people going to hell. You see, the Bible's pretty plain here in Jeremiah 3.21. A voice was heard upon the high places weeping. And supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted the way. They have forgotten the Lord their God. In other words, we ought to be bereaving tonight over those people dying and going to hell. We ought to not want nobody, not one, to enter into that place of damnation. Philippians 3.18, For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Folks, they are enemies out there. They are enemies. And I, I, I shared it with you several weeks ago and Damon touched on it again Sunday night. And, and boy, I'm telling you what, when God's getting ready to bless and God's getting ready to do great things, uh, the devil always wants to uh, show up and try to stick his nose in your business. And boy, if you'll let him have an inch, I tell you, he'll take a mile. He'll destroy everything that you've got. Only if you allow him to do so. I think I'll just uh, try Jesus. <laughs> I believe I'll just stick with Jesus. Amen. I don't believe there's nowhere in this world I want to get off and leave him because he ain't going to leave me no how. I'm just going to trust in God. I'm just going to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. I want to worship him in spirit and truth. And I want to weep over those people going to a devil's hell. And folks, when our church uh, uh, learns tonight that we can be a roadblock on the way to hell to sinners, we'll become more healthy in this walk with God. Luke 19, 41, and when he was come near... He beheld the city and wept over it. Boy, I tell you what, we're probably running short on our tear shedding tonight. I'm not talking about shedding those crocodile tears. I'm talking about shedding those real tears. Real tears. Have a real, real tears come from a real broken heart. Amen. But a healthy church will be a betrothed church. Now, betrothed means... You look it up in the dictionary, B-E-T-R-O-T-H-E-D, betrothed. That means engaged to be married. We need to be a betrothed church, an engaged church. 
We need to realize tonight that we have been spoken for. What do you mean, preacher? Tell the devil to hit the roads you've been spoken for and you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and He's taking you to a better place when this world comes to an end as we know it today. I'm engaged to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We've entered into a covenant. We should keep ourselves pure and we should keep ourselves holy. I believe with all my heart when God saved us, He's intended us for us to live right. We do come up short. We come short of the glory of God. But I believe we ought to strive to be pure and holy. Amen. Romans eleven twenty seven. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. God's coming to your heart. God has saved you. He's forgiven you of your sins. He's already died on the cross of Calvary for him. Why, for us, why can't we live for him? Amen. Oh, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing tonight to know that everyone in the church that is saved would realize that they too can live a pure and holy life with the help of God? Some people don't live a healthy spiritual life because they don't want to live a healthy spiritual life. Well, we ought to let the light of Jesus shine from deep within to uh, show others the way. Keep yourselves pure. Keep yourselves holy. Hebrews 12, 24, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Oh, we're engaged to the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day the bridegroom's coming to get his bride. And I want to be ready for him. And I want to be found doing the work of God when he gets here. Amen. I just wonder tonight if, what if the Lord Jesus Christ came and was in the midst of watching the Super Bowl Sunday instead of being in church? I say that because I know a lot of churches close their doors. Close their doors. What if Jesus was to step out on that cloud in return? Mm -mm. They might have some explaining to do. (laughs) A betrothed church. We're engaged to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. But we ought to be a, a blameless church. Do what's commanded unto us to do. Being found guiltless, in other words. Philippians 2.15 says that they may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. A blameless church. In other words, folks, when we're healthy, you won't have a whole lot of other people talking about how bad things are in your church. And how this one does and how that one does. And they're a member over at Turning Point and they're not worth a flip. Being a light in a dark world. Being held blameless. I used to tell people we had little uh, magnets to go on the back of their car that had Turning Point Church on it. I said, now listen, if you're going to go in and have it out with the bag lady at Walmart, take that off of your car where they won't know you come here. Amen. Yeah. What do you mean? Because I don't want nobody talking about me. You know better. Amen. A blameless church. But if we're healthy, we'll be a blessed church. A blessed church. Blessed coming and blessed going. 
Blessed are you that hunger now, Luke 6 says, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Folks, the blessed church tonight has the favor of God on it. A healthy church has the favor of God on it, you see. A healthy church is going to take those prayer lists we gave out just a few weeks ago and they're going to pray and pray and pray. And whatever the adversary may do to come our way, we're going to be successful in defeating the enemy. We're going to lose some battles, but thank God I know we're going to win the war. There's going to be some battles. I see it quite often as God, whether He blesses our church as a whole or blesses an individual or just blesses me, I have seen it in the past. It seems like the devil works overtime when God's pouring out His blessings. I believe I'll just be part of the blessed church. Amen. You know, Luke chapter 6, verse 22 says this, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. I'm glad today that I know what the Word of God says. I'm glad to know that I'm saved and on my way to heaven. Glad to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to help me through each and every battle that I have. I'm, I'm glad for that. Don't have no doubt in my mind what God's about to do around this place. I know He's going to bless. I know He's going to bless. He's going to bless tremendously. And I believe it's already begun. You see, God wants to bless us as a church. He wants to bless you as an individual. But at times we get sick spiritually. And we get sick as a church spiritually. But boy, when the Holy Ghost blows by and all of a sudden you get a good healing going on and the church gets healthy again, the devil works that overtime again to try to put you back at a place of sickness. But I believe I'll just trust Jesus. And no matter what come our way, trust in Him. Many a people tonight have probably thrown up their hands and said, I give up, I quit. When God calls us into the army, He didn't call us to be quitters. He called us to be winners. And when the Lord Jesus Christ is on your side, we're a winner. We're a winner either way. If we go or if we stay. Got my healing here below. Life forever. If I go. I'm a winner. Either way. A blessed church. Everywhere you turn. Will produce blessings. I'm looking for great things. This coming week for God. And I hope you are too. Let's stand together. Father in heaven God. We do count it an opportunity. A great opportunity and privilege to come to you tonight. Lord, we know without a shadow of a doubt that we're a healthy church and we're getting healthier by the week. And God, as we become more healthy, we know the more blessings that are come, but we also know that that's going to mean that there's going to be a battle with the devil.
God, I pray tonight that you will help protect us, put that shield of protection around us, dear God, and keep us safe from the enemy. Lord, I know we've already gathered around this altar and had corporate prayer on this Wednesday night, but if there may be one here needs to come and pray, Lord, at the end of this service, this altar will be open after this prayer. God, I pray you give them the courage to come. In Jesus' precious holy name we do pray. Amen and amen.